In Acts chapter 6, after Jesus spends all night praying, he calls his disciples to himself and he chooses the 12 and he calls them apostles. That is that they would be sent out. Today, I want us to look at which one of the apostles we identify with the most. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing and sharing and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. I think it's an understatement for us to say that the 12 apostles, those who Jesus chose, were not the most likely to be chosen. He could have gone anywhere. He could have gone to the finest colleges. He could have gone to the noblemen. He could have gone to the most well-trained, but he didn't do that. In fact, 11 of them are from the country and only one of them is from the city and that one is Judas Iscariot. But as we look at these disciples, I think that we can often find ourselves in God choosing. And even if we don't, we find that we are the exact kind of person that God wants to use. Let's take a look at this list. In Luke chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. And the first one is Simon, who was also called Peter. In every list that we have in the New Testament, and there are several of them, Peter is always the first one on the list. He's a natural leader, but so are James and John, and maybe some of the other disciples. And so the Bible tells us that they argued regularly about who was the greatest among them, which is really funny because within the church we're taught not to do anything out of selfish ambition. But there are those of you who are natural leaders. We identify with Peter a lot. Peter was one who put his foot in his mouth often. He said the wrong thing at the right time. But at times, he also said the exact right thing that needed to be said. And when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he brought 3,000 people in on the day of Pentecost when he preached his first sermon. Peter becomes a type of a leader and we can learn about what to do and what not to do if we have that kind of personality. The next on the list here is Andrew and Andrew is Peter's brother. And the interesting thing about Andrew is we don't learn a lot about him, not like we do with Peter. He doesn't seem to have that same personality to want to be out there leading. But every time that we see Andrew, he's bringing someone to Jesus. It was Andrew who introduced Peter to Jesus in John chapter 1. It was Andrew that brought the boy with the fish and the loaves to Jesus and brought the Greeks to Jesus. And so every time we see him, he's bringing someone to Christ. He's a type of an evangelist someone who just wants to see people come to Jesus. That's what you really care about. That's the gifting that you have. God may call all kinds of different people that have different characteristics, but they are an evangelist. They want to see people come to Christ. It's such an important part of the body of Christ. The third and fourth people that are listed here are James and his brother, John. These are part of the inner circle. As I said earlier, they had leadership qualities as well. And we see that a lot of the disciples did, but not necessarily all of them. And the interesting thing about James and John is they were part of that inner circle. But James would be the first of the disciples to die, and John would be the last of the disciples to die. James was older, and John was younger. And yet they were both prepared by being taken up onto the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter or taken into the inner room when that little girl was risen from the dead. God prepares us when he calls us into leadership and that leadership may bring great sacrifices, 
You may be called like James to bring great sacrifices in the work that God's called you to do. Or you may be like John, called to live a long time. And I think with that long life came great sacrifices for him as well, being exiled on the island of Patmos. He was also able to write the book of John and the books of first, second, and third John. So he was a communicator as well, a teacher. And God uses people like that today. And remember, all of these guys are unlikely. He didn't call them because they were authors or because they were leaders. He called them who were fishermen and he made them into what he called them to be. And that's what God does in our lives as well. The next person on this list is Philip. And just like James and John go together, Philip and Nathaniel or Bartholomew go together as well. It was Philip that had the Greek name that brought them to Andrew who brought them to Jesus. And so God can use our background. He was probably a Hellenistic Jew. He had a Greek name and a Hebrew name, and he went by his Greek name. Remember, there's all kinds of different people that are being called by Jesus. And God can use our background, maybe our career, to reach out to people who would never be reached because we identify with them in certain things. You might be like Philip. And then there's Bartholomew, who's also called Nathaniel in the book of John. And you remember that Nathaniel was a little bit negative when he first heard about the gospel. He was told that they'd found the Messiah who had come out of Nazareth. And he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're a little bit pessimistic, but God's going to use you in ways that you can't even begin to understand. Again, not all of these guys were the same. Some of them were positive and some of them were negative. Nathaniel seems to be the guy that questioned things. But when he showed up before Jesus, Jesus told him, I saw you while you still sat under the tree. And Nathaniel was blown away. He must have been praying a certain prayer. He must have had a desire to really be used by God. And God showed that he could use him. The next two that we have are Matthew and Thomas. Matthew, Levi, the tax collector, the sinner that God called out of sin. Maybe you have a sinful background and you think that God would never want to call you, but you're the exact kind of person that God wants to call. And sometimes they make the greatest workers for the kingdom of God. And God loves those and is tenderhearted even towards those who are bound, snared, and trapped in sin. If you're watching this and you're bound in sin, you can come to him and be set free, even as Levi, the tax collector. Tax collectors in their day charged more money to be able to make their living, and they became very wealthy, and they were disliked by most of the people. God can take someone that even has a career that people dislike that person and use them in a powerful way. And then Thomas. Thomas, of course, is doubting Thomas. He said, I won't believe unless I put my, my fingers in his hand or in his side. Also, when Jesus said to his disciples during the last part of his life, let us go to Jerusalem, Thomas said, let us go that we might die with them also. I also love that in the upper room, Jesus said, you know where I'm going and you know the way that I am going. And Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You might be a little bit of a skeptical person like Thomas. That's me, really. I am skeptical. I like to really dig into things and find the evidence for things because I'm a little skeptical. And that might be you, but God is a place for you. And God used Thomas in a strong way. And when Thomas got the evidence, Thomas said of Jesus, my king and my God. He confessed that Jesus was God. We then have James, the son of Alphaeus. He's called this because we have James and John, and that James is known really well. And this is James, the son of Alphaeus, and we don't know much about him. There's not much at all that we know about him. 
There are apostles that work kind of quietly and in the background. That may be you. That may be the kind of person that you are. You may not be a Peter, a James, and a John that get out front, but you do what you do for God quietly. And God chose disciples like that as well. There are two left. We have Simon called the Zealot. Remember, Peter's name initially was Simon. It was changed to Peter. And now we have Simon the Zealot. A zealot was a religious zealot, but they were political. So God called, it's interesting, Matthew, a tax collector, and Simon the Zealot to work together. They would be on two different political parties. The tax collector working with the Romans, the zealot hating the Romans and trying to overthrow them. And Jesus called them from both. In other words, it doesn't matter what political party you're from. It doesn't matter which side you lean on. You come to Christ and you grow from there. We need to learn to take that call for God and put that higher to whatever political causes you might really be in store for. And I love that they still called him the zealot, Simon the zealot. That was his nickname because he still had those views. He didn't change them, but he had a higher call and that was doing the things that God called him to do. Now, the 12th and final disciple, we don't want to be anything like, right? That's Judas. That's the one who was chosen by Jesus. And yet Jesus said, I've chosen the 12 of you and one of you is the devil. He would be the one that for whatever reason would have that internal battle that would go on. And he was trying to do his own thing and it ended up leading him to deny Jesus. And this could be a warning to you. If you are not completely surrendered to God, if you've got a plan for God's life, you might say, I love you, God, and have a wonderful plan for your life. We've heard said before that God loves us and has a wonderful plan for our lives. Sometimes we flip that. And when we try to manipulate God to do certain things, we can easily become disappointed, I think, as Judas was. I don't think that was the only reason that he denied him. The Bible tells us that he was a thief and he, would, he kept the purse and he would steal from it. It's interesting that Jesus entrusted him with the finances as the treasurer, even though he knew that he was going to steal from it. This tells us that we have the responsibility and that sometimes God tests us and we want to make sure that we can stand fast. But don't set agendas for God. Reveal yourself to him. Be used by him. I hope you find yourself in one of these 12 apostles and I hope that God uses you in powerful ways throughout the rest of your life.